0: That? wow that was a throwback to a 1990s <laughs> budweiser commercial we're back, yeah we're here. back
1: in the 90s yeah. today but was, not quite not quite but it's no. 2001 here yeah uh, i'm jesse this is jay that makes this roots to grooves welcome back everybody another yeah. episode here another week talking about more music yeah talking about more mindsets energy potential yeah, yeah. Um, that surrounds us all every day. We're talking about always. Always. I think it's I think it's pronounced always. Yeah. Even though there's two V's. Yeah. Instead of where there was a W. Always. A l v v a y s. Yeah. So fuzzy, jingly, pop, indie, indie rock type. You know. Yeah. Type thing. Good songwriting. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, guitar, bass, drums, vocals. Five piece band Five situation. Piece. Yeah. 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 Uh, woman lead singer yeah Uh, male guitar player yeah (laughs) and bass player female Mm -hmm. keyboard Keyboard. yeah i don't know the other one (laughs) um what was i gonna say yeah i guess they named their band always because or they spelled it that way because there was another band that was called always which i didn't look up but apparently they said they were dream pop and they were signed to sony
0: but I don't know if they're doing anything. Always yeah. was also
1: dream pop. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So
1: kind of close because all always who we're talking about here today could yeah. be considered dream pop. Yeah. Kind of dreamy. It's, I mean, it's straight up like indie rock. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Like uh. So <laughs> I would say, well, it
0: was kind of funny. There's a few videos out there, and uh, I think someone put together like a short, like six minute documentary about the band about their uh-huh. background. It it was just like some dude on YouTube did it, I think. Um, But he uh, went on uh, Reddit and he asked people, um, fans of the band, to describe in three words what their sound is to them kind of thing. And I thought some of the funny ones, and they weren't all three words. People just said whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 50s prom music, someone Mm. said. Vintage maritime surfy. Mm -hmm. Nice, Nice people's music. (laughs) <laughs> Dreamy, shy, beautiful, and someone else said sweet, nostalgic melodies, and uh and I think they've also been described as jangly pop, fuzz pop, dream pop, surf rock, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. yeah, all those
1: can be yeah. described as their kind of their kind of moods yeah. of the of the group. But yeah. like that song we heard, um, "Marry Me, Archie." That's kind of one of the songs that made them really big. Got a lot of attention off their first album, yeah, self-titled, yeah. Um, I mean, when did that album come out? Like 2015? Uh, I'm 2013. Sorry. Although some people say 2014. I have 2014 yeah. on polyvinyl. But yeah, they got a lot of attention pretty quick. Yeah. For, you know, they only have two albums out right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We could just go into, into it a little bit. Cause Molly Rankin is the singer. Yeah. And she is from the Rankin family, which was, I think it's, there's a Rankin family band yeah i don't know exactly if it's called rankin family band but there's a pretty popular uh band of the rankin family that plays folk music yeah um, and they were it's like yeah from canada also mm-hmm. This yeah i don't know sorry no, i'm all over the place nova scotia um
0: yeah apparently her family's really big and they're all musical and the rankin family like they sort of the family members formed that in like the seventies. I heard mm-hmm. uh, Wikipedia says eighty nine, but someone else said seventies. They've been around since, um, just playing in their like neighborhood. Like originally started out just for like weddings and mm-hmm. birthday parties and stuff like that, and they eventually kind of became a, a big kind of Celtic folk group yeah. and toured a lot. And um, a lot of the members in in that, including. John Morris Rankin, who's Molly Rankin's father. Uh, he sadly passed away in two thousand. I saw so he had a car crash and, uh, That's too bad. Passed away from that. But uh, but when Molly was a kid he taught he was a fiddle player and he taught Molly how to play the
1: fiddle. So Okay, was that her first instrument? I think so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. And she plays guitar live on stage. Yeah. Also. Yeah. In the band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just talk about the music a little bit. It's it's kind of like some uh, influence by tennis or bell and sebastian yeah a band called hospitality yeah um yeah, i guess like what people say about it is it's not terribly original mm. but it's well done
0: yeah simple
2: uh,
1: yeah ish. like really like good songwriting good melodies yeah she has a nice soft voice yeah um that yeah creates good songs yeah and then kind of the background of music is kind of all wishy-washy together. Not, nobody's doing anything super-duper technical yeah. um, or, you know, fantastic or, you know, not a lot of tearing guitar solos and stuff like that. But it all really blends in and creates this nice soft bed for her, yeah. her gorgeous melodies and vocals to, yeah. to lay over the top. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the that, that Archie song that we played at the very beginning is a good uh, example of that. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of energy, pretty chill. Yeah, reminded me a bit of Lana Del Rey, a little bit mm-hmm. her vocals, especially that kind of nostalgic yeah
0: vibe. Because yeah, Lana Del Rey has that heavy like nostalgic sound like, to her, nostalgia stuff. and
1: melancholy. Yeah, melancholy. Yeah. So yeah, so pretty emotional. You know, she can you feel her wearing her heart on her sleeve in in a lot of these songs. Yeah. Um cardigans i thought of as well for some reason the cardigans Cardigans. Yeah. did you ever hear of them
0: i think they had like one or two really big songs in like the late 90s early 2000s or something i think they're from like sweden or something like
1: that no originally but when you said that yeah. i'm thinking of the Backyardigans. i think that's like oh. a cartoon for kids <laughs> i haven't heard of that i don't know the maybe back I'm... the backyardigans or yeah something like that maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong <laughs> um a couple other bands that these guys are similar to the dives Mm -hmm. real estate who we talked about yeah on this show check out that episode best coast yeah um the connection there is best coast was is like a solo woman artist Mm. who was dating the guy from waves who we talked about. oh wow and also uh always has gone on tour with real estate i think as well okay cool yeah and that's the obvious thing i don't know if um if you remember but always was the band that opened for the strokes when, when we saw them in Seattle. Really? The yeah. last... Me and Jay were at the Strokes show. Oh, wow. And we didn't really know who this band was, but they were playing right before the Strokes. Well, damn, I missed that. Well, we, we stopped in and we, we laid eyes on them. For most of their set, I think yeah. we were in the beer
0: line. Yeah, because we've talked about this before. In Seattle, we, uh, they can't serve alcohol outside of the the areas or whatever. It's all it, cordoned off. Yeah. So the the place was like, the bar was like behind curtains so right. you could hear the music but you couldn't see the stage or anything
1: like yeah, that. yeah so we enjoyed their set yeah. and it sounded good yeah. we just weren't up front in the pit yeah yeah um but kind of a cool cool connection because you know i don't know who they were yeah and they sounded pretty cool yeah definitely um you know i don't know so um, like yeah i don't know what i don't know what i'm trying to say not my favorite stuff that i've ever heard because yeah. i i also would say it's not super original yeah and it, it's it's really nice like in the background it's good like sort of dependable um yeah. surfy
0: chill out. Yeah, um, just it's not
1: asking a lot. It's, it's not,
0: not offensive, it's not intrusive, it's uh Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's but, not offensive, yeah. it's not it's not saying yeah. hey.
0: That's why someone said nice
1: people music, I think. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, take that for what it is, because there's yeah. a, there's a spot, there's a niche for all of this stuff. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people like this group. Yeah. They got a lot of attention coming up with their music just over the past few years. Yeah. Um, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And that goes to say a lot. So let's like name check a few of the, the people. We talked about
0: Molly Rankin, who is the vocal vocalist, rhythm guitarist, uh, the lead songwriter as mm-hmm. well, for of always. And then we have her Best childhood friend on keyboards, Kerry McKellen, I think. Yeah, do you say that. Yeah, childhood neighbor. And it. on lead guitar, Alec O'Hanley, who's also Molly's boyfriend, I think. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, they they met at a show as teenagers. As teenagers, is what I read. yeah, yeah, and uh, and then you've also got Brian Murphy on bass guitar, and currently Sheridan Riley on drums. But they did have start out of a different drummer called Phil. McIsaac, Isaac who left in 2016 and uh, it's kind of funny because uh, Molly comes from this family you know the ranking family sort of uh, you know that being in a family and being in music and being in a band and touring and I think she even went on tour a little bit with her family's band mm-hmm. she said it was good because like she she didn't say glamping but I, I would say kind of glamour because she said they had she had like a bed in a tour bus and they had in-air monitors when they were playing and then, and she said now she's spoiled because we've always, they'll go to shows and they're just driving 17 hours in the car overnight. And then they get somewhere and they have to set up their own PA and stuff like that. <laughs> so, kind of going
1: back a step, yeah. it feels like.
0: Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, but the lineup, I would say, of always, is kind of like a family as well because the three guys grew up as kids together separately. And so did Molly and Kerry. They were like next door neighbors growing up. And so, when Molly met Alec as teenagers at this show, and they eventually formed the band, Alec brought in like his childhood friends to be the other members of the band. So, okay. So technically, not though the girls haven't known the guys since childhood, but they've all known each other
1: since childhood, which is the, crazy. That is yeah. cool. So yeah. it is yeah. a little bit of an extended family type
2: of band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: could say definitely. Yeah. So I like that.
0: Yeah, Molly said about Kerry like i think when, when molly started writing her own music she used to go over to kerry's house who would be playing keyboards and they'd write songs together and um and like uh and so she said at a certain point like it kind of was like a no-brainer to bring her into the band and go on tour and molly said it even if she was just on the road just for like laughs and stuff like mm-hmm. that it would have been cool to have her around so sure but she's in the band so well yeah. <laughs> good yeah. for her yeah
1: exactly <laughs> Um, um, yes, yeah, I don't know. I was watching interviews and stuff on these guys, and I don't know. Some some of the energy was kind of weird for me. Yeah, they're a bit uh, sort of ner- nerdy, a little bit chill. Little, little, yeah, bit they're, geeky. They're yeah, something. they're nice. Yeah, I don't know if they were, they I don't know if they were just like dead from tour or something <laughs> during these interviews, but they seemed like they were almost weren't into it. Uh. maybe then yeah. that maybe that's just the interview portion. Yeah, obviously like you know, being on camera and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I was like, I had to take a break cause I was getting some <laughs> weird vibes from watching what they were talking about. Well, they're not really, um, I don't think they really care about the
0: promotional aspect of it. They don't really, They. I think they would prefer not to have to do that stuff or something like that and just play the music. Right. Um, and it that, seems like.
1: Yeah. Like, and I don't mean to just be throwing shade. I'm just trying yeah. to say the truth of what I feel when I experience these bands and these people. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the things that they were saying. I, um and not that they were saying but other people are saying they barely have a, a presence on social networks oh, wow. and yeah, social I mean. media in general yeah and so a lot of the fans are always like are they done are they broken up <laughs> are we going to get more music yeah. cuz you just kind of don't hear from them yeah for a long period of time especially you know maybe in 2020 when not a lot of people were doing anything in the, anyway right yeah um but yeah they they're not i I that's what i'm trying to say is i think they're not about the spotlight no And they said if anybody, if any of them suddenly took on this kind of rock star persona and they went back to their their hometown in in, uh, Canada, people wouldn't even take them seriously. Yeah. Like that, Mm. it just, it would feel really weird. Interesting. Um, And I'm just basing this on one of their interviews. Well, I saw in one interview, Alec, the guitarist said um,
0: that... Uh, they've released, and we can talk a little bit about this, that they've released a lot of music over the years, not just with Always, but like separately, all the solo projects and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he said it was all kind of like, he said these words specifically, sacrificial lambs into the volcano. And it it's like how he said the, the all For of their the, side projects. So sort of the older music that he've released, sacrificial lambs into the volcano was the way he phrased it. It was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, but he also said in that same interview, he said, like, if you expect anything out of any of this, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And mm-hmm. So their approach to doing music and releasing music is not really, they're not like, oh yeah, we're going to like work hard. And I mean, I'm sure they work hard and they tour and all that, but they're not, their attitude and their mindset really doesn't seem to be about like, you know, oh, we're going to just make these a great massive career or some yeah we're gonna be of, the biggest canadian band in the world yeah some lofty kind of ambition or whatever right. or something like that they're more just like we just want to write good songs and right yeah you know, that's almost the way. extent
1: yeah and that. that's about it yeah yeah, no 100 <laughs> <Seems 100%. like, laughs> percent. yeah i was watching one interview and there was they said exactly that it uh, was yeah. like the end of the interview and the interviewer was like asking him a question like so what do you want people to know like what what's the main thing of what yeah. What the essence of what your band is. Yeah. And they like just stopped for like 30 seconds silent and they're like I just want to write good songs. Yeah. And um, and the, did you catch the other thing that Molly said at the
0: end okay. of that interview? What was it? Uh and she said Oh she say?" Like, uh and not have anything sexual. She said something like that. Oh, not, yeah. not bringing any sexual vibes into it, into the lyrics or whatever.
1: Yeah. Which so, which is cool. Yeah. I mean if that's what they want to do. Yeah. I don't know what the reason would that would would be.
0: She said, um, like about her singing and her approach to melody and singing is that she wants to keep it simple. She said she doesn't want to do anything souly or bluesy. You know, like those flourishes, which and is funny because she cites I think Celine Dion as being an influence. Mm-hmm. You know how Celine Dion does the whole just going, whoa, 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 going off a little Mariah bit, yeah. Carey style thing. But uh, Molly said she doesn't want to do that. She wants to keep it sort of straight
1: down the line and simple kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, I mean, yeah. Now that you said that, that mm-hmm. that is how her voice carries over through the recordings. Is it? It almost sounds like uh, obviously not monotone because she has good um, vocal melodies. Yeah. But kind of monotone in the way that the the expression and the the way the words are formed and sang, yeah, sung yeah, whatever it is, are mm-hmm. kind of just. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to say emotionless. Yeah. But just kind of like she's just carrying the melody and not trying to do too much. Like you said, like not that much soul. Yeah. Um, You know, letting the melody take care as long as the lyrics as well as the lyrics. Yeah. Um, But just letting the melody and the lyrics kind of do all of the work. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of carrying that melody through her voice. Definitely. So not trying to do too much with it, keeping it very simple, very straightforward. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps the songs be stronger in a way because they're not as solely and like, mm-hmm. mm, like visceral, like, wow, she, look at listen, the emotion in her voice. Yeah. But it just leaves that dry um, palette for you to hear the lyrics and hear the melody really strongly. Yeah. And that with the cacophony of music, the jingly guitars and the, the simple drums and the bass in the background mm-hmm. makes for a really kind of powerful statement yeah through the music and i think that's really cool so i respect it
0: yeah so i I got a track to play i found um because i sort of alluded to it a little bit when i said that alex said they've been all been releasing music for a while mm-hmm. and, and actually like molly released a solo ep in 2010 called she i think and okay. uh it's not released anywhere but someone uh, ripped it from somewhere and uploaded it to SoundCloud. So nice.
1: and Jay did some digging
0: and found <laughs> it. Dig- I found it and uh, I didn't listen to all of it. There's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six songs on there. Um, but I just heard the first track and I was like, "It's actually pretty good." Um, it's just acoustic guitar and singing. I think there's might be a little bit of production stuff happening on it. But and this
1: is basically how the band was started. Yeah, was her writing some songs yeah. yeah yeah. and then eventually kind of adding members yeah and i don't know if we said at the beginning they formed in 2011 yeah and, and so this yeah. came out a year prior yeah um yeah it did and i got
0: a little bit more info about some of that stuff around that kind right. of thing i like so. it i
1: like it well <laughs> let's get into this jam and we'll go from there
0: yeah this is called one of each from molly rankin's solo ep
3: you
1: Real short, real simple, mm. but I like it. Still pretty powerful. Yeah. She so obviously is a good songwriter and yeah. knows how to put you know a rhythm mm-hmm. with a melody. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so she was um, writing a lot of material. And I f- this is what I found out eventually. Uh, eventually, well, words are a thing. Uh, the first album, self-titled Always, that came out in twenty. 20- 13 slash 14. I got 14. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it started out actually as probably being another solo effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as a collaboration with Alec, the lead guitarist, and also this guy called Chad Van Gellen, who produced it. And, uh, and Molly said in Chad's eyes, it was supposed to be like he was seeing it as a solo project for her kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. um, um, and then Molly said that he kind of got a little bit blindsided because they started introduce, uh, introducing or showing him all these like drum ideas and drum parts that they had for the songs. And I think he was thinking, oh, you know, she'd released this acoustic EP kind of thing. And, and it's like, oh, now you want to put drums on this? So like Chad like rung around and he got some of his friends, his drummers to come through the studio that he said they were kind of like free jazz players or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Alec and Molly had all these like complex parts that they knew they wanted, and they like explained it to them, like the arrangements. It's like you do this for eight bars, and then the bridge comes in mm-hmm. here, and then you know, and so that's kind of you know introduced that element to it. Um, also, this guy's studio is called, I think it's called uh, Yoko Eno is the name he's called his studio. Hmm. I guess like Brian Eno and Yoko Ono sort yeah. of mixed together. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yoko Eno. Um in uh where is it? Out Al- Calgary is that studio. Oh. And uh like apparently Eno you know, has a he has they recorded this all to tape, real to real. And um he has a lot of gear in there and stuff like that. But yeah, Molly was saying like when the album got completed, then they were like, yeah, this is a band thing. This isn't a solo thing. And that's kind of like where they decided to call it always and rope in other people that alec knew into the band like play it live and do that sort of thing so it's
1: kind of yeah so just like their their view on what they want to accomplish which is just doing themselves just making good music for themselves and for their bands yeah Yeah. like their band just kind of happened yeah they weren't like i'm gonna make a band i need a drummer i need a bass I need a singer i need this yeah they just kind of fell into it yeah which yeah, yeah. has happened with a couple of these bands that we're talking about, which is cool. So pretty yeah. organic. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. And um, yeah, the other
0: thing they said that was weird about this Calgary thing is they uh, they were staying in like this hotel. Um, they said that was really bland and like soulless. It was all bleak up there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then and they said the hotel was kind of sketchy as well. Like someone checked into their hotel room in the middle of the night when they were sleeping and stuff like that. <laughs> Just That's... Walk through the door, okay, um, okay. but they said the studio, the Yoko Inia studio, was great because it was all colourful and um, apparently Chad, the the guy that owns it and the, produced this album, like into like sort of African music and a lot of percussion stuff and all that kind of thing. So they said it was great. The studio environment was great, but then they'd get back to this bleak, soulless mo- hotel complex and just fall asleep and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, whatever yeah, works for them. That's an interesting visual yeah vibe i think for how they were making this album at that time
1: sort of
2: thing yeah 100 yeah. percent. i yeah. think
1: um rankin molly yeah would like to she at one point she was spending a lot of time alone uh, like she went away to do some writing mm. and stuff i guess coming up on that first album or was that in between the i think the uh album? for that what you're talking about i think i heard
0: specifically about the second album okay maybe that's what felt, i was thinking but yeah she probably
1: did it both i mean
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: so So as far as i know basically they started to form this band and had some songs and then they they got some gigs yeah like you said just kind of diy setting things up on their own or opening up for for other bands yeah i think they played south by southwest yeah and i think that's where polyvinyl the record label polyvinyl uh recognized and they saw they had some talent and decided to sign them yeah and so that's what allowed them to put out that First record
0: the second record actually i think
1: oh was it the second they had the first one yeah they already had the first one
0: so actually we forgot to mention they all moved to toronto at a certain point right we're a toronto based band here yeah so um they said they moved there and they didn't know anyone and they couldn't get any shows because apparently molly was saying that people wouldn't give them shows if they didn't have any music released or something like that right and they said some artists could get away with just leaking a track on the internet or whatever but Mm -hmm. um But so that's when I think they were like, okay, let's make this album, put it out. I think, but I'm sort of you know because obviously, like I said, no, I was going back and forth on the same thing. The band, they didn't know it was a band until they did the records. Right, it's all a bit of a mishmash there. But um, but yeah, um, getting those shows in Toronto then, and eventually that having that first album out, self released. Doing the shows in Toronto, getting on the South by Southwest thing lineup, that's yeah, got the attention of what's the record label called? Uh, Polyvinyl. Poly, poly Polyvinyl, yeah, which I haven't heard of, but yeah. Oh, now yeah. you have. It.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. on roots to grooves. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I but guess enough. they were starting to play these gigs and stuff, right? And then uh, people were yeah. saying, you know, people in the industry, other bands, they were saying, yeah. oh, it's going to be different once you put out your record yeah like it's it's a different thing when you're just you have songs and you're playing live but people don't have a full record to yeah listen to and associate with your band yeah and that was kind of interesting to me to just read about because i could just imagine like you're out in the world playing shows with your songs that you're you know attached to emotionally Yeah. yeah and and then how that would change once you have a full record out and how that changes the dynamic of your band your relationship from your band to your fans and the audience yeah. and what that means. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're more, you know, more established once your album's out, yeah. and maybe that's more credible, lends more credibility and more likely that people give you a bigger chance. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to listen to more of your content. Yeah you know, in one fell swoop rather than, oh, there's a single from this band that opened for this other band. and It was kind of good, Yeah, but kind of more forgettable because there's nothing else to point to.
0: Yes. Yeah, interesting. Th- yeah. Cause I guess like, yeah, also you probably as a group, as artists want to capitalize on like a good show, right? right. You know, if you've played a good show and a bunch of people really like it, then, you know, they'll find you on whatever streaming platform or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing, bookmark it, um, play it. That's how kind of, yeah when I say capitalizing I think it's you probably want that right (laughs) otherwise you do a show and people forget and you lost that sort of connection then because you don't have the
1: yeah having that content available having gone through all that work to make that album you know again it communicates that the band is serious yeah like I saw some cool guys open up for this dope band at the show I was at yeah but if you don't have any like a full album or something like how serious are they yeah. I can't really get into them because there's not that much content to listen to. Yeah, And so it kind of puts a wall up from creating a bond with your fans yeah. and creating new fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, But it is what it is. Yeah. But just an interesting thing to point out how the the dynamic changes from that point of being in a band to having a record out yeah. and being signed to a label. Yeah, So that's kind of what they were going through. Um, just kind of getting a lot of acclaim, a lot yeah. of attention on them. With yeah. that song... Um, Marry me, Archie. Yeah, that was pretty big, and that kind of like really set the. the that was like their capstone moment to, like, we're a band. Yeah, uh, at least from the perspective of the audience. At least from my perspective, that's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, from what I was reading, and Archie
0: apparently is a real person. Uh, a kid, a closest friend from Cape Breton when they're growing up. Um, she ha- said that their family has a photo of him on their fridge, and he's smoking a cigarette at age mm-hmm. five. <laughs> So he
1: wasn't actually smoking. I saw the photo. He was just had a cigarette in his hand. Put it up, dude. Don't smoke. Exactly, yeah. Um. Well, I heard that. Um, so obviously, she's saying over and over, "Marry me, Archie," mm. in the song. Yeah. As the as the title says, mm. um, but actually, the song's not about her wanting to marry Archie. It's kind of like the opposite, mm. but still, that's the lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little backwards, mm. you know. Turn of phrase. Is it sarcastic? Uh, I don't know if it's as maybe more ironic, hmm. you could okay. say. I didn't, yeah. I didn't deeply research the lyrics. I just saw some people talking about this, and I thought that was interesting, yeah, yeah. just for a little more backstory on that single, yeah, yeah. On, that, on that song. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that first... Um, let's play a song off of the self-titled Always. Yeah. 2014 um, on Polyvinyl, you got a... Yeah, one of
0: their singles, I think, which was another big track for them adult diversion
1: yeah i think that garnered a lot of attention him right off the bat too when they were playing that live yeah um and I, th- I think that's one of the songs that P- polyvinyl really noticed cool
0: adult diversion from always their self-titled debut album always yeah great tune and good energy yeah it's driving i saw it's, mm-hmm. it's always a driving rhythm to me anytime you're just doing on the yeah. and
1: <laughs> no and yeah it feels pretty beachy it feels like a day at the beach this whole album yeah yeah it's like that's kind of the vibe yeah like fun chill day at the beach yeah um just good melodies good tunes you know it's yeah. I guess as far as the production, I would probably like it a little bit more if it was a little more high fidelity. I would probably yeah, engage yeah. with it a little bit more. But they kind s- of the instrumentation is pretty, uh, you know, like kind of washed out and like the, the drums are kind of thin and buried. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guitars are pretty jangly and reverby, yeah. and just kind of set this nice backdrop, which sounds cool and I, I like what they did with it and it's impressive. Yes, uh, they said molly didn't elaborate but they she said they had a lot
0: of technical issues when recording this album uh-huh. so i don't know really what that meant for them but she said that the outcome to her kind of felt like it was demo quality mm-hmm. like the whole album sort of thing which she later said well you know people like it so it's it's probably come to be like the signature mark of the album kind of thing that that sort of vibe that kind of but, lo-fi yeah so it's interesting you say that and i think even the band themselves realized that and probably hoped it could have been better mm-hmm. sounding sort of thing but um but yeah
1: and i and i think that's eventually what they did with their their next album yeah um that i guess we can just you know talk about it if we're if we're there yeah we're there 2017, 2017. just flew from 2014 <laughs> zap to the future Anti-Socialites. Also on Polyvinyl, 2017, Anti-Socialites. So this one's yeah. a little snappier. Yeah. It's also dreamy. It's engaging. Yeah. Um, I was getting some, like maybe there was influence from the Ramones mm. or from the Smiths. Yeah, they say they listen to the Smiths a lot. Yeah, I so think that was I, a good influence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, both cool bands. Yeah. There's a little bit of a punk atmosphere in this one, a little bit more. Hmm. Um, but same kind of dream pop. um, you know, good songwriting. Yeah, basically the same-ish kind of production, but I think it's a little bit more high fidelity and crispier and cleaner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's engaging. It's dreamy. There's, there's good structure, um, coherent sound, great fundamentals. I think it's like a better version of their first album. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, better whatever that means to you. It just comes down to your personal preference, but. Also, I think, like, because they focus a lot on
0: songwriting and wanting to make good songs, mm-hmm. they said they did um, They did have a lot of these tracks written uh, whilst they were still on tour. Mm-hmm. And they were able to debut a lot of these tracks live kind mm-hmm. of thing and see what the reaction is um, to the tracks. And I've heard a lot of artists do this as well. It's like a good sort of tester to see if, these tracks work or they can change them up on the fly do it slightly differently the next show or whatever and stuff like that yeah and if the yeah. the crowd is engaging with yeah. it if yeah
1: if they perk up if they
0: feel that energy yeah so or it gives them like the opportunity to hone like the arrangement and the composition and the song before they actually record it and get it yeah. on the next album sort of thing yeah, yeah i think it's, yeah. that's
1: awesome yeah any Anything goes. You can yeah. make your album in the studio in a basement and then just release it, see what people say. Yeah, But I think that's a cool way to, to really even become more part of your songs and make them more real. Yeah, Because like, they're actually using influence from people outside of the band yeah. and seeing how people are engaged with it and what they like and what they don't like and yeah. how that interacts with the band's yeah. desires yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This one's pretty good. What was, I, what was I going to say? Yeah, like a lot of these songs, like the full production is great, but a, the songwriting really stands out because a lot of these songs could easily be broken down to just an acoustic cover, and the song is there. Right. And it's structured, and it's great. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to good songwriting. Yeah. Because the songs exist without the production of the full band. Yeah. And so that's one of the most impressive things about Always mm. that I've come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... um should we, should we spin a bit of it? Is it too early to hear a bit no, of No, I mean, that's answers? all I got to <laughs> say. We're just getting right to it. I'm down. Let's play another uh, jam off this. We got one loaded up. I think um, I had one that I had yeah. wanted um, to play. You have a couple on the playlist, In Undertow and Not My Baby. Yeah, let's do In Undertow. I think that's one of my favorites, favorites off that album. Pretty good. So just that kind of positive energy vibe. Yeah, yeah. A little more depth in the production, presence of the drums. Yeah. Little high fidelity uh, guitars. Yeah. Uh, just a little better. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Good stuff. The rest of the whole album's good.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like we said, earlier, they got signed to that label because uh, they did like some showcase shows at South by Southwest. They said that was their second time at South by Southwest, though. They said the first time they all got food poisoning. And uh, they said the situation in their hotel room that night was reminds them of uh, the scene in Bridesmaids, the movie. Have you seen that movie? Hmm, yeah. I think I've seen it. I can't remember. They're yeah, fitting on Bridesmaids' dresses, and then they all start vomiting over each other and the dresses because oh. they ate, like, shellfish or something. I, do think
1: <laughs> I vaguely remember that scene, yeah.
0: yeah. That's Gross. But uh, second time was the winner for them, and they got signed.
1: so Well, good for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. I mean, yeah, so good album. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I always just give my recommendation. You can listen to either one of these to get started if you're anywhere close to interested with these guys. Yeah. Always. Um, but that was 2017, Antisocialites, and so far after that, they haven't released anything else yeah. here in 2021 now. Yeah. Um, so they've kind of gone dark like we were talking about earlier. And they don't really do social media. Mm Yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Are they broken up? You tell us. It's kind of like uh, that group we talked about last week, uh, Grizzly Bear, right? Where they, I think they're kind of similar in the way where they're just like, well, I don't think always are that as far along in their career as Grizzly Bear. is. Grizzly Bear got to a point where Mm -hmm. I think they need to sort of chase the success notion anymore. They can just do things in their own time. I don't know if always are like that, but I mean, they definitely have a deal and they can, they tour the world and they play some pretty big festivals. Like in the UK, they
1: play Glastonbury and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, I mean, basically, yeah. even though they've, they've been around since 2011 yeah. and they've only have two albums out, yeah, they're still, I still feel like they're pretty new. Yeah. They're just kind of, they go kind of slow. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet I, I feel like the overall vibe is they're still kind of new and they still have a lot of good energy and a lot of cool places they want to go with their music. Yeah. And they're all pretty young, right? Still, like only? Uh yeah, time? I think they're all pretty young. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Um, I mean I think Molly's like thirty four. Yeah. yeah. So I mean they're in their like early thirties ish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thirties the new sixty J. I hope so. <laughs> I'm getting up there, so But, you know, not to say they're not doing anything, because in 2020, we saw The Strokes and always was opening up for The Strokes. And that's... Yeah. Strokes are pretty big. Yeah. And that'd be a pretty cool tour to go on. Yeah. yeah. I think they ended up doing two shows with The Strokes. Okay. And then the rest was cut off. Yeah. As that that one we went to here in Seattle was the last one The Strokes did before getting cut off for COVID. Damn. Have they played live yet since? Uh, I think if they haven't, they have dates lined up for this fall. Yeah, yeah. So, good. so things are cooking. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's getting vaxxed. Get vaxxed. Yeah, get vaxxed. Get the vaccination. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. That was always Yeah. I think. Always
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> Molly also said she hopes that people don't make the joke about like the, the TamCorn company in reference to the band. Always, always ultra and all that. Is that yeah. a I'm not yeah. aware. Yeah. It's uh, on the shelves at your local Safeway.
1: All right, well, get some uh, Always <laughs> and listen to some Always.
0: Um, yeah. Um, that's all yeah, I got, though. That's all I got as well. Um, I hadn't heard of them, them before. Um, they're pretty good. Like you said, it's sort yeah. of chill, dreamy music. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, good to like, you know. Good for this these last few days of summer. Exactly, yeah. Go yeah. a couple more times at the beach or the park on a walk. Sunset
0: vibes yeah.
1: maybe before you get into some other shenanigans maybe yeah. something like amp, before you amp it up
2: yeah <laughs> yeah no
0: 100%
1: go on a picnic bring your bluetooth speaker yeah throw it on have a little glass of wine at the park yeah maybe. give some bread to the ducks yeah you to have yourself a nice ass uh, Sunday you have yourself a nice ass Sunday <laughs> later kids <laughs> um yeah. that's all I got you guys got any more cool stuff about always um any cool tricks um things you're concerned about the band, yeah. Uh, little tidbits, hidden facts, factoids. Yeah. Hit us up at the email and let us know. roots
0: to grooves at SignalRadio.com S-I-G-N-L-Radio.com
1: It's also where you can find all these episodes for free, yeah. including episodes of The Drop, which Jay yes. Purcell here in the studio curates yeah. and um, plays live as well. Check it out on YouTube. And I was uh, going to bring up the
0: email because we... We've been saying for the longest time um, that uh, we're waiting for our first email. Drumroll, please. To, to Grooves at gmail, not gmail, <laughs> at <that's laughs> And we do have from Daoud, from Kikigaku Moyo. From the band Kikigaku Moyo, yeah, who first we, email. We did a few episodes back. He is in that band and <laughs> i was like i'm all over the place because i hope i pronounced his name correctly because he wrote in to tell us that um that he, g- he's this, gonna have to write in again to uh, pronounce yeah, his name is uh <laughs> Rai R- ryu is the sitar player he he wanted to correct our pronunciation of that um so he gets a bag of cash
1: so he, that was the first one <laughs> a member of one of the bands we're talking about which is kind of cool
0: yeah, first uh, time, or well, second time, we've had Adrian Young hit us up on TikTok, or he like, followed mm-hmm. us, liked, liked uh, some posts, yeah, some clips we had of his episode, and now Kiki Kokumoya are in, in the action as well,
1: so yeah. that's great. And uh, who's yeah. the other guy he was liking, liking some of our posts? Um, Sean? Sean Lee. Sean Lee. He did as well, actually, yeah, he, yeah. he did. I think he was liking our stuff on he, Instagram. Yeah, so. Check out the Rooster Group's Instagram for latest updates. Yeah, so that's all great stuff so yeah you guys missed out now yeah. one of the bands <laughs> we were talking about is getting the bag of cash it could have been you yeah i'll reach back out to him i don't know if he uh
0: will accept the bag of cash or not but um yeah
1: uh you know. Kakumoya, we yeah.
0: they're based out of the uk or somewhere they're based in amsterdam amsterdam um i'm not sure if he's one of the members that is in amsterdam or back yeah. in japan because they're we're we gonna have to full change full currencies members? send him some yeah I have to send him a Western Union wire uh, cashier's transfer. Cashier's check. Cashier's check or something like <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: yeah. But anyway, super glad. Um, what was his name that sent in? Daoud. Daoud. I hope pronouncing that right. Yeah. D- we, mean, we mean no disrespect if we are. D-A-O-U-D, which is because it doesn't
0: seem like a Japanese name to me. Right. But,
1: well. We're here to learn. Sometimes we're ignorant. Yeah. yeah self-proclaimed. You know. And uh, no, that's what we're here to do, to research things and learn and grow. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Roots to Grooves. Yep. Um, check out for the latest episodes. Episodes dropping every week. Every week, and we're pretty hyped about it. We're, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Until then, this is Jay. This is Jesse, <laughs> over here, and this is Roots to Grooves. Catch you next time. Peace out. Bye.